teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the senior pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. I'm reading from Obadiah 17. It has only one chapter. Verse 17. But on Mount Zion there shall be deliverance. Obadiah 17. But on Mount Zion there shall be deliverance. And there shall be holiness. The house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. That's our theme scripture. And I'm quoting it or reading it to have a little talk on our theme for the year possessing our possession. Tell the neighbor, say this year, in the name of Jesus. I am possessing my possession. Amen. Glory be to God in the highest. Maybe quickly for ease of understanding. Now, Mount Zion, you'll agree with me, is symbolic of God's covenant children in the Old Testament, symbolic of Jerusalem, as it were. In the New Testament, there is no ambiguity at all. Mount Zion is symbolic of the church. And, of course, in the millennium, is the mountain of the house of God that will be higher than every mountain that all nations will run into. So, Mount Zion is symbolic of the place of God. Permit me to use uh, modern day terms. That's God's space. Hallelujah. So, like we said in the very first day, night message, if the Bible says birth, that should tell you that it's going to contrast two things. So, that means are contrary to what we see and to what is general, to what is universal. There will be an exception. So, contrary to what will be happening anywhere, Mount Zion will provide an exception. And what about that Mount Zion? There shall be deliverance. In fact, one version of the Bible says, in Mount Zion, you find those who have escaped, those who could not be sunk, those who could not be buried by this scourge in the land, by the devastation and the evil that is ravaging the land, these ones are just impossible to be swallowed. Sometimes they are referred to, some other versions say, but the remnant, but there will be a remnant in Mount Zion, and those remnants will take back everything that is lost. This year is not like any other year. In the name of Jesus. Oh, glory be to God in the highest. 
Yeah. There shall be deliverance. Can I dwell on that for a brief moment? There shall be deliverance. But you see, many years ago I was listening to Benahin and he said something. He said, the commonest word in the Bible is deliverance. Followed with blessing. And I thought of it. And I recognized that the whole Bible is about deliverance. When I say deliverance, I'm not just talking of exorcism. That's an aspect of deliverance. Right from the Garden of Eden, deliverance started. Another word for deliverance is redemption. Another word for deliverance is salvation. You see God buying back what the devil thinks he has stolen and mastered right from Genesis in the garden. It's as old as man on earth. So that makes me now to just go ahead to say this. 34, 19 and 20, the book of Psalms. He said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. So simply put, it takes the righteous to face afflictions. But afflictions are never the last say in the life of the righteous. Afflictions will come, but deliverance will always terminate them. The righteous, the end of the righteous is deliverance. It is salvation and total restoration. So what am I saying? The more the trouble you see, the more you should know that you are marked. You are marked for greatness. You are marked to show the devil the pit that you belong to. You are marked to raise many back to the place of glory for which they are created. So you should understand that there will be a lot of battle concerning your life. But be assured there is deliverance. Mount Zion, why should you now put your life on hold because some witches are having sleepless night? That belongs to them. Let them be sleepless. Because some occultists are frightened, are threatened by you. That's their business. All God had to say is that you are my beloved son, and you I am well pleased. The trouble belongs to the devil. To run here, task are looking for a way to subvert him. And, and guess what? These are the afflictions from which the Bible says you are already delivered. No matter how lingering they may be, you will have lasting. 
in the name of Jesus. Think of it. The Bible says in him was life and the life was the light of man. And the devil is trying to quench the light with darkness. If you don't know the source of light, you can be worried. If in him was life and the life was the light of men. No wonder the Bible didn't stop there. Said this light will shine in the darkness. And darkness cannot. Did you hear that? Cannot. So worry less. There are more important things to consider. And to spend your time on. And spend your energy on. You see what I did? You are possessing your possession. Don't waste your time with fighting the devil. Focus more on possessing. And we're not asking you to possess anybody's possession. We say it's your possession. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. Still talking in this room. I said, look, with Jesus, you know, the Bible says that how many of you have suffered so much even to the point of death? Resisting evil to the point of death. He talked about that. He said about Jesus in Romans chapter 12. Or is he in Isaiah? He said like a sheep being led to the slaughter. He never opened his mouth. Why? He was a man on a mission. And every force that could stop him was fighting to near. Some say, how come there's so much trouble around you? It's because I'm different. But I'm confident, and I'm confident of him who has called. Who, 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 who is the only one that will do it? The one that neither sleep nor slumber. The one that is pretty much at work on my behalf right now. The one whose ears are inclined to my cry. The one who is giving me a song even at night. Give me a song even in the midst of the troubles. Put the table before me in the presence of my Deliverance. This is not a year like any other year. Let me say quickly, this is a new beginning for you. And I'm not saying it tacitly or casually. I'm saying it prophetically in the name of Jesus. I'm saying it because I'm hearing from the heart of the master concerning you. On the Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. Glory be to God in the highest. He said to Joseph, in a beat in the vision, your brothers will bow to you. They got angry. And the father made it clear. He said, not just your brother, your parents, and indeed the entire world will bow to you. Now the question was, from where to where? from the concourses or the recesses of your corner, one remote part of the world, who knows you? But wait a minute, is the creator of the ends of the earth. I've seen people who sat like you sit in our auditorium, in the old auditorium, a warehouse, when we had no floor, when, when we clap our hands to praise God, the dust that will rise, we color us and powder our faces. I've seen people risen from there to rule the world. I have. 
But I haven't told Joseph that. What happened to Joseph? The Bible says his own brother sold him into slavery. You talk of evil. You talk of wickedness. But for the fact that it physically happened, he will never believe that it would be his own brothers that were attacking him. But they were. Reason? Insecurity. Reason? Envy. God had an assignment for every one of them. Glorious assignment that we will never stop reading for eternity. And yet, they became so envious of their younger brother that they sold him into Egypt. When you don't know what you have, you'll be wasting your time on what other people have. trying to cut them down or destroy what they have. The heart of man is desperately wicked. But you see, Joseph's afflictions, as many as they were, the Bible said, but, you know what the but means? There will be a separation of Joseph from Joseph's affliction. You will read of his afflictions, you will hear, yeah. but you see Joseph stand aloof and my foot with his affliction. I'm speaking to somebody here today. You will step on the affliction to rise. In the name of Jesus. When God speaks, the Bible says, faithful is he who calls, who himself will do it. This year. You will possess your possession. I sense the fire of God in the house and I give him praise. I give him honor. We worship you. Guess what? Joseph's brother and father bowed before Joseph. The whole world bowed before Joseph. Guess what? Joseph was almost killed, but God, who spoke, was with him. He said, The word I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. The Bible said, In him was life. And this same life was the light of me. I said, There is light showing on your path. Can't you see? This year, you will possess your possession. In the name of Jesus, the whole world bowed. And Joseph saved the entire world of his time. Joseph preserved posterity. Otherwise, probably we won't be here. When God delivers, is to position you to reclaim. 
glory be to God in the highest. I can give you many examples in the Bible. If the Bible says it's time to possess your possession, then that means that, look, forget Pastor Tyro. Forget Pastor Tyro's pastors and fathers in the faith. That means you have a possession. That's what he's saying. Otherwise, he won't say it's time for you to possess your possession. Which means that you must come to a place where you know that you have a possession in Christ Jesus. If you don't know that you have one, tendency is not to, not to, even, not to be prepared or positioned for possessing. So for you not to know, apart from the fact that it stops you from preparing or having an intention to possess, he makes you a vagabond. God forbid, not you in Jesus' name. What do you mean by that? You become a menace, disturbing other people from possessing because of envy, jealousy. Whereas there is something for you to possess. If God says your possession, it is your possession. And what your possession means is there is a, there's an inheritance with your name on it before the foundation, I mean, right from the foundations of the world. And what do you do with it? You become a blessing to many through that possess your possession now let me again put you to again come from the context you heard of the story of Jacob and Esau how from the womb they struggled who was to be born one was to be born the other pulled the other one back and all. you have the trouble and by then they were born, one was holding the heel of the other. And then, of course, you read in Romans chapter 9, how God said, look, it's just a matter of choice. It's got nothing to do with what anybody did. Jacob, I love. Jacob, I chose for this place. I know Esau was born for us, but Jacob, I chose. The King James reporting makes it a little bit troublesome for us. He said, Jacob, I Love is what I hate. No, God doesn't hate. It's translation problem. But what was just saying that I have a preference for this assignment for Jacob. Yeah. Praise the Lord. We find that there. But then we saw how all the tricks and ah uh, that Jacob played, backed by his mother. God bless mommies. Now, back by his mother, oh boy, even in his old age, Isaac was deceived. But it was because God permitted it. They thank God for Jacob. So, 
What am I saying? The trouble between Esau and Jacob had been on. Edom are the descendants of Esau. And Jacob here represented Israel as a whole, whether you're talking about Judah, the southern, or the northern. Yeah. So you see, these, <laughs> these were cousins at war. They, were, they have fought and fought and fought like their, brother, like their fathers have always done. Then Babylon and any power that arose when they begin to ravage and attack, by the time it will be the turn of um, Israel to be attacked, when they come against Israel, any little resistance, Edom will support them against Israel, against Jacob. So much so that when they come, they know the secret of Israel and Jacob more than Edom. So they will be the one leading them into where to hit them more. And so there was one of such things. And oh my goodness, they sacked the land and sacked Jerusalem. The Bible used the word, they desecrated Jerusalem. And it was at that time God said, hey, oh Mount Zion, regardless of the war power, regardless of the allegiances against you, it's time to intervene. There will be deliverance from Mount Zion. And there will not just be deliverance, there will be holiness. You will not compromise your value, your kingdom value, because of some lousy fame, power, and wealth coming from the Babylonians. You will do things where I say, and you will recover that you have lost. As a matter of fact, you will chase the idiomite out of their territories. You will capture what they've taken and then you will capture new territories. I say there shall be deliverance. Now you are getting it right. So for you to say possess your possession is because your possession is threatened. And for us to get I feel the fire, for us to get it right, I approach it from three points. Moses' encouragement to the children of Israel in his valedictory speech after God said to him that he would not allow him to see the promised land. He now gathered them and began to talk to them. You find this in the book of Deuteronomy, you find them in the book of Numbers, particularly Deuteronomy. And then, of course, when God put Joshua in place, talking about the possession. And how the charge of God to Joshua. Then I will talk on the admonition of Paul to us. Glory be to God in the highest. I feel good in my body. I feel a sense of recovery. Glory be to God in the highest. I'm not joking. I feel a sense of recovery. I feel the fire of God all over the place. I sense testimonies already happening right now. For some of you, you are getting home to begin to see things breaking loose. In the name of Jesus, I say this year, the house of Jacob will possess their possession. Whether it's in your personal life, your family life, our local church life, the body of Christ life, or in a nation, I say the body of Christ will possess their possession. So, first of all, turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 9. Glory be to God in the highest. 
tell the neighbor, say in the name of Jesus, this year I'm possessing my possession. I'm walking in my inheritance. This year, as a covenant child of God, I am walking in my inheritance. In the name of Jesus, as it affects my life, my wife, my husband, my children, my home, my health, my finances, my relationships, my work with the master, my endeavors, my ministry. This year, in the name of Jesus, please say it like I'm saying it. I am walking in my inheritance. Amen. I say amen. Chapter 9, I read verse 3. It says, Therefore understand today that the Lord your God is he who goes over before you as a consuming fire. He will destroy them and bring them down before you. So you shall drive them out and destroy them quickly as the Lord has said to you. Possessing your possession, hear what he says. He said he will go before you as a consuming fire. Uh-huh. Glory be to God in the highest. Hmm. And what will he do? He will destroy every opposition. And what will that result to? That will make it easy for you to quickly destroy them. Now, the truth is this. Who actually destroys them? God. But it shall be seen by the world that you have destroyed them. But who destroyed them? God. The one who goes before you, who's told you in his promise, I will go before you as a consuming fire and I will destroy them. Then you will quickly destroy them. Can't you see God's strategy? It is a dangerous thing to be your enemy. This year, particularly in your covenant space, in the place of your assignment in life, where God is lifting you up to be a blessing to humanity and bring glory to His name. Every occultic opposition against you, every human trickery around you, we meet with the devastation of God in the name of Jesus. Hey! When he talks of deliverance, can you see what I'm talking about? Can I give you the context of this? Look at it from chapter 9, verse 1. Here, O Israel, you are to cross over this Jordan today. We are in the early days of 2021. You are crossing over into your possession. I say you are possessing your possession. In the name of Jesus. You are crossing over and you are going in to dispossess nations that are greater than you, mightier than yourself, cities great and fortified up to the heavens. 
You know, I was looking at this. He said, please stop thinking in terms of the enemies and their powers. Stop thinking and defining your future based on what they have done before. See, the, the book before was when they sent spies to go look at the land flowing with milk and honey. And guess what? When they got there, all they saw were the giants. They saw impossibilities, but for two of them, stop defining your future based on the size of the enemy. Define your future based on the size of the God that has spoken to you. Who himself created the enemies in their sizes. So stop thinking like a wimp. Stop thinking like an ordinary man. Like a mere creature. You are a covenant child of God. Can I be frank with you? The secret of my life, I haven't mastered it. I'm praying for more. When the ships come to shore, I say, mm, I respect every man's calling. Whether younger or older than me, knowing fully well, hear me, no man lives forever. yourself in his arm and see whether he's a fool or he's the true God. If God has called you and you stand there, you will not only fulfill your calling, God will use you to lift many to the place of glory. I'm not joking. That's the secret of my life. Do I have challenges? Of course I do have. Do I seem to me? Oh, you don't want to hear. I said that to say, if my Lord Jesus was not spared, let me run and get the whole. There is coming a time. God bless you. But there is coming a time that it will be somebody else that will be there. Why don't you just trust God and make the best of now? giving God all the glory where you are. Let him fulfill what he has to do through you. He saw you before he called you. He saw your strength. He saw your limitations. He knew the battles you're going to face. And that's why I'm saying to you today, you will outlive those battles in the name of Jesus. I say you're outliving them all in Jesus' name. Your life will glorify God. Uh, tell the neighbor again, say, I'm possessing my possession. That's why he says you are going to possess nations bigger than you, cities fortified to the heavens, giants of whom I've heard people say that nobody can stand before the sons of Anarcha, but I'm telling you, you are possessing them. That's what. Oh. So, when your God starts to talk to you, that's not the time to begin to think of something small. Run to the mountain. There's a little city here. God forbid. When he says run to the mountain, he means take over the mountain. I still believe that Lord could have ruled his time. 
submitting to his own uncle that God has made the center of the but he messed up little thing made him feel like he was bigger than God he lost it this year you are repossessing your possession pastor have made some great mistakes you think he doesn't know when he was saying you you repossess you look at verse 4 do not think in your heart after the Lord your God has cast them out before you saying because of my righteousness if it's left to you there's nothing about you that is worth it if God were to go by you he will kick you even you will go beyond hell but because of Jesus and the blood is shed on Calvary you are not just worth it you are qualified. You are the apple of his eyes. And he say whatever the devil has stolen, the devil has killed, the devil has destroyed, or whatever plans he may have against you, this year you will see his end. In the name of Jesus. Is somebody hearing me? Like I said in the witness of this, when he said there shall be holiness, it means don't compromise your stand. Let God, if God calls you, He will supply, He will protect, He will deliver. Don't begin to follow the world to use their method. Don't use the method to come and sing the glory of God. How can we be leaders defrauding the masses or the nation with corruption and want to give testimony? He's able, and can't you see? If that is not done, you won't know when you follow Babalawo. If that is not done, you won't know when you are pursuing your courtist because you don't know the source of his wealth or her wealth. Say there shall be holiness. There shall be no compromise. You have a possession. So see what he says to him. So when you get there, don't think it's your power. It's not your righteousness. It's risen by reason of the covenant. So it's not anything you have done or you have not done. It is because you are a covenant child of God. I said that to say, get ready. There is something for you this year. Go and read it. He said, don't think it's because of your righteousness. You know, read it now. I will get you to possess your possession. Not because you are holier than anybody. Not because you are more intelligent. Not because you are better at having relationships. No. It's because of the covenant. I have a covenant with you, sir. People you don't know will run over to you. You will possess your possession. Uh-uh. I honor men and women because we are in different callings. They don't have to be old. What about my own honor? Uh, people honor me because they honor the God in me. Even those who try to, God silences them behind me. I'm not honest, I'm not joking. Because I won't do that to anybody. 
I will not do it to anybody. More so, children of God. Now, you will see that the same words that Moses used in admonishing them, uh, you see the same word later God used to admonish um, Joshua. Look at Joshua chapter 1. See what he says. After the death of Moses, verse 1, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my assistant is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I am going to give them, the children of Israel. Arise, go over, because there is a possession to possess. What was the origin and the source of the possession? God entered into a covenant with Abraham and said, I'm giving to you and your descendants. They were not born. And after they were born, they suffered a lot of casualties, slavery for over 400 years. A number of their parents and, and grandparents had died as slaves. And now they were coming out and God is saying, I have spoken. There is a possession for you. Let me say to somebody here, the possession you are possessing is not what you yourself have put together. You are walking into possessions based on the covenant that God has with you. I say you enter this year. If it's not by your righteousness, then it's by grace. Tell your neighbor, say, mine is by grace. Turn to another and say, mine is by grace. Whether the devil like it or not, I'm entering. Because God has spoken. And if God has spoken, it is by grace. I only need to exercise my faith in the word of God and I receive grace to, to believe him. <laughs> Somebody say, ah, the trouble I've seen. I hear you say, the spirit of God is, is, is witnessing to my spirit man. How to I cry? But today is the beginning of your turnaround. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. I'm not joking. See, why do you sound like this and sometimes like this? Depends on who is listening at that time, whether here or the internet. Because God will bend you to address certain situations that need urgent attention in the congregation. He now says, every place the soul uh-huh every place the soul for your foot that we tread upon i have given you as i said to moses now where did he say to moses deuteronomy 11 no starting from nine by the time i get to 11 god moses said the same thing he said to say every place the soul of your foot i say to you in your covenant space in your place of assignment everywhere the soul of your fish are tread upon i said you will possess in the name of jesus i hope you know this affects even your marriage it affects your, your office, your career, your business. It affects your ministry. It affects your relationship. But that means that you will not sow to somebody what you will not have them sow to you. I'm not joking, honest. You say everywhere you're so straight upon you, because it's yours, then please don't do to them what you don't want them. Jesus said, if you seek, you will find. If you knock, it shall be open to you. He said, but then look at it. Whatever you want men to do for you, that's what you should do to people. Don't begin to ask God, God, give me my possession. And you are dispossessing some God's possession. Uh, 
you are dispersing God's children you are working against them you are forgetting that the person that blesses you is blessed and the one that curses you how can you be walking in that area and be saying God bless me do you know it, it, it's as dangerous as, I'm, not, no, I'm not talking legalism no 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 it's as bad as you gather people together whether Christian or not Christian if Christian there is worse you say work for me I'll pay you and when they finish you don't pay them I hope you understand that don't take advantage of the fact that they are Christians it doesn't work that way that's why I say there shall be holiness be a man a woman of integrity let the fear of God rule your affairs. And I said to him, verse 5, no man shall be able to stand against you. Verse 6, be strong and be very courageous. Verse 7, only be strong and be very courageous. Verse 9, haven't I commanded you with a promise? You only have to be strong and be very courageous. Tell your neighbor, you have a role to play. I finish with Ephesians 1. He said, what's the inheritance in the New Testament? Quickly, I start with Ephesians 11. And I let you just quickly see what he says. 1.11. Hear what Ephesians 1.11 says. Therefore, Ephesians 1.11. Hear what he says. In him also we have obtained an inheritance. Every of our inheritance is not Canaan land like in the Old Testament. It is in Christ Jesus. If some people own Canaan land and they have the title deed, we have the title deed of the kingdom of God. We have inheritance in Christ. Everything Christ has, we have a share. He says the Holy Ghost will take what is mine and reveal to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. And I'm saying you are part of it. You have a glorious inheritance. He controls every earthly inheritance. Verse 3. Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Verse 13, in him also you trusted after you have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom you have believed and you were sealed with the Holy Ghost. What I say to people is this, uh, if all you want to do this year is that I'm possessing my possession, let me look at all the Holy Ghost has and how much you can use a man on earth. I don't think I've appropriated 1% yet. I'm possessing my possession. Uh-huh. Every spiritual blessing. I don't think I've appropriated one percent yet. Holy Ghost, help me to approve. This year, you are possessing your possession in Jesus' name. Shall we rise? Say, I possess my possession in the name of Jesus. The days of sulking and crying and it's gone. The days of envying other people. Nah, 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 nah. I am too busy focusing on him who is the author and finisher of my faith. I'm too busy focusing on my inheritance. It only, if it's just the Holy Ghost, John, Peter and John, I, I may not have anything, but I know what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, he, he knew they had the Holy Spirit.
Why don't you lift your hands and appreciate it? And declare, say, thank God, because this is my year. Not like any other year. I'm recapturing all that has been stolen and I'm capturing new territories. Spiritually, emotionally, and physically. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. Take all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. PO Box 698 Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.